We're joined by former federal cabinet minister Lisa Raitt on the morning brief. Nice to have you. Good morning. Good morning. So uh, Rogers apparently is pitching a deal that will bring cell phone service to the TTC. I'll let you take this anywhere you want, uh, Lisa Raitt, because I think, okay, super. I'm going to have cell phone access when I'm on a subway, but I'm also going to have to listen to everybody yammering on and on and on their, on their cell phone. That is so true, but I got to tell you, I think a lot of people would have a lot more comfort knowing that they had access to cell phone um, their ability to use your cell phone on the subway. And there's a lot of times that, you know, I'm running from downtown uptown and I'm, I want to do a phone call at the same time. And I end up having to make the choice to take an Uber or to walk because I don't have access when I'm in the subway. So I think it's a good thing. I also think it's good for Rogers from a uh, perspective of who's paying attention to what the people want in cell phone service. So I think that's positive for them. And let's see what the other what the other companies decide to do. It would be tough for them to say, no, we don't want to, or the deal is not what we want. Um, because, you know, if you're a customer of, of any of the other ones, you're going to want to have access. So uh, the province could be facing power shortages, according to some sources, and even brownouts or, I guess, load shedding as the temperature goes up and people crank the air conditioning. That's a little worrisome. It is. And I would say that um, it's anticipated. You're seeing this in other countries around the world, for sure. And the question is always about what happens at that peak time when everybody decides that they have to turn on their air conditioning. And it's during those hot dry days when you're not necessarily getting the wind that you need for a lot of the turbines to run in the province and and you have base load capacity that's the only thing available and you only have so much of it to go around um you know i read in the comments of the newspaper article afterward to see what people think about it and you know some people say well thanks doug ford for canceling all those renewable projects and other people say you know, this is the the way it's going to be, and we have to figure out what we're going to do on power generation. And other people say you got to conserve, but it does bring to the fore the the reality that we don't necessarily have enough power in this province for all of the additional people and business that we want to have in order to have economic growth. Time to pay attention, politicians. Time to pay attention, people. That this is a serious matter, and and I think having restrained access to electricity this summer. It will be something that will cause that attention to uh, to focus. It is interesting, though, because it's in our lifetimes that we've reached the point where air conditioning is considered to be essential. And I remember growing up and there was one house on the street that had an air conditioner and we thought they were the richest people on Earth. I know. And, you know, some parts of the country are still like that. Well, if you go to Cape Breton, there's um, there's a lot of of residential housing that simply don't have air conditioning and you know you've got the winds coming in from the sea and and that tends to help but you do get some hot days but you're right here in Ontario I cannot imagine not having air conditioning in a house it it just uh, you don't get that breath of wind that you need in order to to make it a little bit more bearable the federal government is coming up with $1.5 million for pride festivals across Canada not really all that much money but I know some people are going to grouse about it yeah, they spill that much in coffee in Ottawa, quite frankly, John, for goodness <laughs> sake. You know, it's a million and a half. You know what the story for me is? What the heck's going on with the insurance rates? Like, 
why did the premium go so high? I think you discussed this on your show earlier in the month, but my goodness, that's a that's quite the jump for people to try to absorb in a single year. And I'd love to know what is the analysis going into increasing their premium so much? It went from 62000 to 205000 or something like that. That's yeah. significant. Well, I mean, nobody is saying it out loud, but I have to think it has something to do with the possibility of, you know, some sort of security issues because... You know, I don't even want to float the possibility of something happening, but there is a heightened level of hostility out there about queer issues. There is. There is. There's a heightened level of hostility in general. And perhaps what they're seeing as well is the uptick in these kinds of things happening in public places. Um, I don't know, but it'd be really nice to understand what's happening because I think it's a good piece of information for the general public to have to say, you know, there are impacts on violence. There's impacts on hate. And quite frankly, you um, we're going to end up paying for them. So at Loblaws, apparently they're going to be asking you for proof of payment upon exiting. I'm told by listeners, Lisa, that this is common at Costco and other places. Um, and I, I mean, I get the reasoning behind it. But at the same time, I already resent the fact that I have to check myself out. Now I have to prove that I checked myself out. Yeah, so um, automation brings some good things in terms of being able to cut costs and not have as many people working in your store. And it also brings an increased risk of loss. And obviously, it's becoming a problem and that it's not as beneficial to have these these stations in place in terms of how much money that they're losing. And, and this is the option is to put another person uh, where they would have been checking out into the into the role of now checking you out as you walk out the as you walk out the door. I think it's a reality and we can complain about it all we want, but <laughs> it's probably here to stay. I have to say every single time the machine says thank you for using self checkout, I say F you, uh, which <laughs> brings me to to Apple uh, coming up with an iPhone autocorrect function that will allow you to actually cuss if you want to cuss. Is that an advantage? Oh, John, I never use that word. So, you know, it's not a... (laughs) It's not a big deal for me. I mean, no, it's so true. Uh, it, it's it is an anomaly, isn't it? That there are certain words that you cannot put in a in an email. So, um, I think it's interesting. It's it's uh, something that people are are going to talk about. Um, I, you know what, my my gripe is I still have way too many charging cables hanging around this house with different ends, USB, USC. It's uh, very very frustrating and. And just when you get to a point of being able to charge your your phone in your car, they go and they change what the charging cable looks like. So I don't know. I'd rather focus on something like that than yeah. what you have to autocorrect, quite frankly. I do find it. I mean, I don't I use the, the word, the F-bomb in real life. I don't know that I've ever tried to text it. But there's something so passive aggressive about the current regime where it's, oh, you couldn't possibly have wanted to say that word. So true. And I admit the F-bomb has crept into a few of my texts. No question about it. Yes. Um, Incidentally, while talking, I suddenly remembered seeing uh, a tweet from you and your kids taking part in a uh, bike event on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. For brain health. Thank you. Yeah, we did. We did the Ride the Dawn, uh, Ride the DVP and the Gardener. So it was the Madame Holmes Baycrest Ride for Brain Health. My husband, of course, is a... um, 
is a very grateful resident of the Baycrest complex. Uh, and we were out there helping to raise money. We raised money and I used my electric bike and cycled 25 kilometers and I didn't die. So that's a good thing. It's quite something, isn't it? Because I've I've taken part in rides on the DVP and uh, the Gardener, and it's a real sensation to be riding along through the core of the city and on a bike with no no traffic. It is breathtaking. And when I was stuck in gridlock yesterday on the Gardener, I thought to myself, not just yesterday, you know, I blew through here really quickly on my on my bike. And what a different perspective you have. It's uh, it was one time was to be joyous on the Gardener going slow on Sunday, as opposed to every other day. I have to do that. (laughs) It looked like you were having a good time. Thanks a lot for this. Appreciate that, John. Thanks. Lisa Raitt, former federal cabinet minister and now in uh, private practice in the banking industry and uh, one of our regular contributing pundits these days, and we're glad to have her.